Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. And welcome back to another episode of the Have We Made It Yet podcast. It is the podcast for two creatives talk about the journey of making it. And like how Josh added it last week, sometimes we get guests to talk about their journey in making it too. Um, as we always always start with every episode, Mr. Josh Yang, have you made it yet? I the comedian and co-host Mr. Josh Yang have, have not made it yet. Um, and you know, it's a slow process. What, what was funny? No, no. I mean, it is slow. It were 33 episodes in now. <laughs> so I guess, I guess it's a slow, I mean, it's a slow process for me outside of this podcast. I think this podcast is going really well, you know, Sometimes. just personally. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, I think in terms of the comedy side, it's a little slow right now, but in other stuff, which is kind of also just as important. Um, I just started a new job this week, which nice. was a rare, um, you know, light at the end of the tunnel for mm-hmm. this, this godforsaken year. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it's nice to start a new job and like also get a little bit more structure in my routine, a bit mm-hmm. more stable income, especially because like, you know, this, the economic changes has hit comedy extremely hard mm-hmm. so like even professional comics like because they can't work um have to find other sources of income and like even if you're kind of dabbling doing it as a hobby doing it as like a passion project kind of like i am you know i was looking forward to the opportunities that could come by doing more shows and now that those are gone it's like you gotta make those choices for yeah. yourself and like what you can handle for your personal finances. And that's a lot, what a lot of people are making those decisions now when it mm-hmm. comes to making it, you might have to put it off or like lower your commitments right now in order to get through this. But um, that's also part of it. That's also part of the making it process. And, um, mm-hmm. but then, Hey, Lucas, maybe you have better news <laughs> on the making it side. Uh, Lucas, ha- have you made it yet? No, a Big Mac double-sized, supersized, deep-fried no. Um, I'm going home for a little bit next week. I'm excited about that. And um, no, dude, it's there's been no auditions this week. And um, I think I might know the reason why, but I don't think I should tell it on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well... I mean, give us a little teaser, I guess. Um, it's probably forces bigger than me. Oh, forces. Yeah. You know, like, I'm sure you've realized this too in this, in this interesting industry that we're in. But like, we as participants, we as the people in front of the camera, yeah, 
we play a very small part in the bigger picture of things. Right. Oh man. But I mean, we're not that small. We, we, we make our own luck, right, Josh? Yeah. Yeah. You, you make your own luck or you got to be ready for when that luck hits you. And sometimes it's, you don't know when that's going to happen, but it might mm-hmm. happen and you got to be ready for it. Speaking of timing, mm. I met our next guest at the best time in my acting, in my acting journey. Okay. So are you ready? Are you oh, ready? I'm, I'm ready. Oh my God. Okay. So this next guest is an incredibly special one to me and I'm sure for a bunch of our listeners too. Um, my first encounter with her was at LB Acting Studio. Um, we've had some people that came through Act- LB Acting Studio and it's one of the premier studios in Toronto. Uh, she was my coach for a set of classes. I was inspired by her to the point critique. And I'll be honest, I, I was pretty nervous by her take no bullshit attitude. Mm. Um, as the class got on, I, I realized that that attitude comes from a deep sense of care and reverence for the craft of acting and for the students themselves too. Uh, she really does want you to succeed. Her honest and authentic perspective to acting comes from a very human approach that is natural. And what was really powerful to me was it was also intuitive too. Uh, from then on, I hung on to all her critiques and hopefully I am a better actor for it. Uh, she's been in the acting game for a while, been first starting on stage and also now in film and TV. She's been in Mrs. America with Kate Blanchett, Designated Survivor, even Guillermo del Toro's The Strain, and also Orphan Black, man. Great show. Uh, Great show. Yeah. Please welcome the ultra-talented actress and coach, Michelle Arvizu. Hey. Hi, guys. You almost made me cry, Lucas. Oh, Oh, (laughs) dog. Hi. Hello, hello. Yeah, welcome. As we start off with every episode here, Mm -hmm. Michelle. Yes. Have you made it yet? Have I made it yet? Wow. <laughs> what a question. <laughs> Have I made it yet? It's so funny uh, that you start with that question because I actually started with a new class of acting for beginners this morning and I asked them to define what a successful actor is oh. for them. <laughs> and uh, thank God nobody said to be famous because then at that point our relationship might have to be over um, because then I would have nothing to offer, right? How can I, how can I tell you to do in order to be, get famous and become famous since mm-hmm. uh, I have been at it for, um, I was just actually counting this morning again because of that conversation, 16 years in this country wow. uh, plus whatever I did before I moved to Canada. Mm-hmm. And, and nobody knows who I am. And mm-hmm. yet, um, I, do, I do find and I am very grateful um, to consider my career as a successful one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I base that on the fact that I can pay my bills through acting mm-hmm. and that my side job, quote unquote, is uh, also related to acting, which is coaching and, yeah. and uh, teaching. So, but have I made it? Hmm. One of the first contracts that I had and, uh, and I was blessed, it was like an urban Cinderella story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was written into a show 
Wow. Back in 2004, yes, I Mm -hmm. auditioned for a day player, just an in and out kind of role. And they liked me enough to write me into the script Mm -hmm. to participate um, in every other episode. So I was in there for 21 episodes and the show is Kevin Hill. And uh, and I felt at some point, very naively, I was like, Uh oh, yeah, I've made it. This is it. (laughs) And then... And then it was over and it wasn't picked up. And, <laughs> and then it was like, and now what? Right? Mm-hmm. So do we ever make it? I mean, I, I'm sure there's plateaus and hills and peaks that we always go through too. And Absolutely. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I even wonder if the A-listers, the ones that we uh, think we know all about because they're on social media, I, I even wonder if they think they've made it. I don't know. I don't know if they would answer yes to that. Yeah. So it's still in the process of making it. I think always. Okay. It is always in the process. Um, mm-hmm. As you know, Lucas, um, we take acting, um, the approach to acting as, a, as an athlete would, their sport or yeah. a dancer, their discipline, or a musician, mm-hmm. um, their performance. And uh, I don't even know if they would think they have, they will ever have made it. Yeah. Mm. It never ends, right? Exactly. The training never ends. The, uh, the drills never end. Yep. The preparation never ends. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I have no yeah. idea. Have I made it? <laughs> I don't know. I, what does that look like? Yeah, yeah. I feel like, I feel like after we've done, like, probably 20 20 odd kind of interviews with different different people in different industries the concept of making it is always kind of so ethereal and and abstract and an idea that like i'm thinking maybe it's the it's turned into kind of what your goal is and then kind of reaching a point where you feel like you're fulfilled by Mm -hmm. what you're doing and that fulfillment is turned into kind of that making it moment like it may not be like a specific you know, total end goal could just be a bunch of making it moments that you feel throughout your career. And like, you look back and it's like, oh, I have done this. I've experienced this throughout this journey. And it feels like I've made it in these moments. Right. Well, I have had moments like that. Absolutely. Mm. Um, I've been blessed enough uh, to have had those moments. I have to say that I went to architecture school. And so I went to university. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a background in design. And, um, and I think I am not entirely sure, but I, I was in a, in a, in a theater company back then, um, that it was part of the university and, uh, and also a professional one. And I think I'm the only one who's still doing this. So nice. maybe, maybe that would be considered as uh, as having made it. Now, check it. How they go? They're gonna start contacting you, going like, "No, BS. <laughs> I was with her in this play, and I am also doing it." I don't know. I have no idea. I'm not. I'm not in contact with a lot of them. But um, yeah, I I, stu- I I was again blessed, and I and I, I really do. Uh, realize that there's a lot of a huge component of luck in it and i was supported by my family when uh, when i made that jump and mm-hmm. that switch between quote unquote a stable life as yeah. a as a potential architect and just diving right into acting and uh, and giving it my all so on that note though that, yeah. that's a very powerful uh jump that you have to make so 
just from researching you, like you were on stage with doing like the Wizard of Oz plays and everything mm-hmm. like that too. Yes. And uh, while studying architecture at the same time, um, was there a moment that you remember that you realized you did have to make that decision and it was a now or never moment? I was delaying it as much as possible mm. because yeah. um, I, I know that my health was starting to suffer from it oh, wow. uh, because architecture is a very, very demanding uh, discipline mm. that you have between maquettes and presentations and research. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's not even get into uh, math that goes <laughs> with architecture. Please, yeah. let's not. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was sleeping and eating very, very little. Mm-hmm. Um, I was forgetting to eat. I was not getting to sleep very much. And, uh, and I was delaying that decision as much as I could. And it wasn't until my mother, who, bless her heart, she came to see me every single weekend that I uh-huh. had on stage as Dorothy. So mm-hmm. dancing, singing, and then um, st- sticking around for the kids and the crowds and whatever. Uh, and, and she came every single weekend for wow. I don't even know how many months. Mm-hmm. And, and then she sat me down and she said, something's got to give because mm. you're going to die in the process, maybe even wow. literally. And, and I said, well, you know what the answer is going to be? And she said, I think I'm ready to hear it. So it was more about her being ready than me being ready Mm -hmm. uh, to make that call. Um, We're very close, obviously. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I think it was the encouragement to actually make that decision that uh, made me jump. And and there was no question for me. There was absolutely no question. Um, I also had the encouragement of of my professors from university. They came to see me in one of those plays. Mm. And they told me, uh, truth be told, you will never be as a good ac- architect as you are an actor. So wow. don't worry about it. Just let it go. We support you yeah. uh, and we applaud you because you're yeah. not going to be missed. So <laughs> that was, that was wow. actually quite, quite encouraging. So yeah, that was whew, so long ago. Yeah, it really does take a community of believers to really mm-hmm. encourage you to push through. Um, Absolutely. You mentioned your mom. You also mentioned like your professors too. Was there mm-hmm. anyone else, like a friend circle or a community of actors that really also helped you to establish that path? Hmm. <laughs> Not as much. Um, mm. And I tell this to, to students. I tell them that... Mm. Um, it, it can be a very lonely job and yes. we do need a support system. We yeah. absolutely need a support system. Mm-hmm. I don't, um, I don't think that w- some of my closest friends are actors that I have quote unquote gone against mm-hmm. uh, in the auditions. And, and it is really, um, I love losing parts to them because it's, mm-hmm. it's, I know that that role is exactly in the hands that it needs to be in. Yeah. Um, it is not so much about being against one another, but being on the same in the same boat in in this same boat of industry. That is, it's a hard industry. It's mm-hmm. really really tough. And if we can support each other through the process of um, getting wherever it is that we need to get to, yeah. Uh, I I am very, I deeply believe that. Um, like, honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm digressing a little bit, but um, I have been in the audition, in, in the waiting room for an audition, helping somebody else with their lines, and they wow. have helped me with my lines or, or with really 
understanding what that scene was about, even though we were about to audition for the exact same part. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and, uh, and I have absolutely no resentment towards these women. Like mm-hmm. I, 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 I look at them getting jobs and I have gotten the exact same support from them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it is, it really does take a community. It is, it is a very, very hard business. So back to your yeah. question about back then, mm-hmm. no, mm. I didn't. <laughs> no, oh. I don't think that we had gotten to the place of understanding really what it takes to mm-hmm. be in this as a job. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. And sorry, do you, do you think that's like an attribute to, I guess, kind of your, your, the young mentality of like younger Mm -hmm. actors going into it, like kind of the naivete of, of believing that you can succeed no matter what. And that like, you should be like getting these parts because you're so great and that it takes time to really understand the nuances that like, you know, life is not going to be what you expect and going into this acting stream of life is definitely may not be what you imagine like making it is. Uh, (laughs) Interestingly enough, um, we were all doing it as an extracurricular Mm -hmm. back then. Okay. Um, So it was, it was very much understood that this was, an extracurricular activity. Mm-hmm. We all were in different disciplines and then we would meet for rehearsal and then we would meet for touring shows. So the level wow. of quality of those shows was at Mervish level. So it, mm-hmm. was, it's, uh, um, it was a university modeled after the MIT and, uh, wow. and actually you could not take part uh, in sports or the arts if you didn't have an 85% of your marks. So mm-hmm. it was incredibly demanding. Um, so it was, um, I don't know if we had the freedom to think, um, this is what I'm going to do. And it doesn't matter how long it takes. Mm. I will get there. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it was, I still need to cover this 85% of my duties, quote unquote. And so then I will have the freedom to do this other little part that is truly what speaks to my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know that we had the, oh, this is amazing. I have never thought of it this way. Um, I, don't, I don't really think that we had the tools to, to even consider it back then. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Or even the, the time or the, yeah. the space to think about it more because you're always constantly, you got to maintain that 85%. You're Absolutely. just trying to get everything done. I Absolutely. I, I heard a million times, um, you know, if you can't be, if you want to be an actor, you can't be a parent. And I was like, okay, um, <laughs> I think you need to watch me do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I always heard, oh no, being a parent is the hardest job. And I'm not putting down parents, please, by any means. I have an, uh, an eight-year-old and, uh, and it is really, truly leaping hard. <laughs> I have never been as busy as I was back then though, even oh. during the first year of my child. So even though it was draining in completely different ways mm-hmm. between assignments and again, presentations, and then having to show up at your hundred percent for rehearsals and then presentations and touring and traveling and then doing it again. Um, I have never been as busy as I was back then. And we're talking about 1997 to 2000. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. 
Wow. Um, I mean, that strain definitely feels extraordinary. Um, but after you graduated, uh, after you graduated from Randolph, um, yes. yeah, like, uh, of course, after you graduate, you have this overwhelming sense of optimism that, you know, you have your, you have your degree <laughs> and that you're going to go destroy every part there is in whatever city you're in. Conquer the world. Exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> of course, that optimism is always met with reality. And I'm, mm. you know, uh, was there ever a time that you really did feel like giving up? Oh my God, have I ever? <laughs> yeah. And if so, um, which I'm assuming, yeah. yes, how did you overcome that yes. feeling? Okay. Um, so, okay, again, interestingly, um, I was on a two year contract with my mom. Uh, she was here oh. as a diplomat. Yeah, she was here as a diplomat. She wanted to take me away from where I was before. I'm not going to get into the details of why. Okay. Uh, but I was a professional stage actor. And she was like, nope, you're not doing anything good for you, with your life. Uh, I'm going to bring you to Canada. Oh. And the way she lured me to come here, again, she was here as a diplomat. And so she was posted here for two years. <laughs> and, uh, and she said, I'll pay for any school you want. Wow. And, and so research time began, right? Uh -huh. and, uh, and she said, just so you know, Toronto is the third city in the world for musical theater, which is what I was doing as uh, Dorothy in the, in, in the Wizard of Oz mm -hmm. uh, at that time. And I, was, I had just finished uh, a touring season of uh, Jesus Christ Superstar. Nice. As, as Judah's wife and part of the ensemble, it was a wonderful experience. Mm -hmm. um, so... I, so I researched, and, uh, and of course, I researched all the big programs, Ryerson, if you're UFT, and Hamburg College, and all of those, and, and, mm -hmm. and even George Brown. Uh, Randolph is the one that appealed the most to me because it packs three academic years into calendar years. Wow. So you don't have very long breaks, but you have a very packed schedule, and it seemed mm -hmm. like it was a very good use of the time. And... Um, but then I didn't know what was going to happen after because then she was going to be gone onto her next posting. Mm -hmm. So she was like, okay, so I need to take you away from where you are yeah. and I'm going to bring you here. I can pay you for whatever school you want, which uh -huh. she did, bless her heart. And then she was like, okay, bye, see ya. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, okay, so now what do I do? <laughs> and I decided to stay for, for many, many reasons, aside from the fact that I, I met the father of my child at Randolph. Mm -hmm. But um, I, I also wanted to, I had a, I had a, um, a, film, a film class teacher at Randolph that really believed in me. Nice. And, uh, and I, I was under the impression that I had, I was, I was bound to, I thought the journey was you need to make a name for yourself in the discipline that you're mm. good at mm -hmm. and in already, and then move on to the next discipline. So I thought I had to make a name for myself on stage okay. and then move to film and television. Mm -hmm. And he said, why on earth would you waste so much time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And thank God for that. Because then instead of looking for a stage agent or to stay uh -huh. on stage, what I started looking for was the next best thing in mm -hmm. film and television training. And that's when Hewitt, Louis Baumander comes oh. into my life. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I have been his student for the past 17 years. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, so I really, didn't, I, I really didn't have this bright-eyed, 
Mm. Um, I don't know. Uh, pink. Uh, rose-colored glasses. Rose-colored glasses. Thank you. Um, of 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 impression of what was coming next. Also, mm. re- I I remind you, I was older than anybody else I was graduating with because uh-huh. I had already gone through university. Oh, right. true, true, yeah. Right. So I wasn't mm-hmm. fresh out of high school like a lot of my peers in yeah. my year. And so I was a little bit less, um, I want to say naive, but I have been so naive that I don't feel I have the right to say that. (laughs) (laughs) But I knew it was going to take extra steps to actually start even doing it. Mm -hmm. And uh, and it sure did. It did two more years after I graduated before Mm. I signed my first contract with my first agent. Mm. And then things started happening. Right. Uh, so it was, it was, it was quite a bit. If I, at the moment it didn't feel like it because I was very busy with, you know, getting the plan going and all mm-hmm. the steps in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was quite a bit. It was two years of school and then two years after until I, so I didn't sign on, uh, until 2004 with mm-hmm. my first agent. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's always such a big <laughs> gamble. It's that two years worth of waiting and you're doing all that you can, but at yeah. the same time, it, you're just hoping that the seeds you're, you're planting will actually flourish yes. into something because you just don't know. Absolutely. Oh. And what I say to students that are starting out is um, I give them all the advice that I didn't get back then. Mm-hmm. And I say, waiting is not just sitting on your ass. Yes. That is not what waiting is. Waiting needs to be always getting ready for the next thing. And that mm-hmm. always implicates steps to be taken on yeah. your part. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Um, I mean, th- this question usually comes up a bit later on. Uh, but, you know, we're in quarantine right, right, right now. Um, in-person classes are, are minimal. I know LB is offering uh, a few in-person classes. A few, yes. Yeah. But most of them are online right now. Um, yes. How would you encourage actors to stay busy during this time of, of still a quarantine? Oh my God. Um, it's paramount. It's mm-hmm. paramount that we stay busy. Um, and this might also tie into what you asked me earlier that I didn't answer if I ever thought of giving it up. Mm, right. And this could be a very easy time to think, yes. what's the point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing like a justified pause to capitalize at your max. So right now we have a moment where nobody's gonna question why we're not doing. Nobody will, (laughs) right? So now is the time to actually do. Because we're not gonna get the naysayers, we're not gonna get the haters, we're not gonna get the questioners in our lives just questioning (laughs) our motive or this or that or the other. It is only for us. Mm-hmm. And if we can stay, uh, motivation is a huge component of this because again, mm-hmm. as I mentioned before, the industry is hard enough yeah. and our motivation has to be almost self-produced or mm-hmm. self-generated. And if we can embrace the fact that there is a minimum extra time that we can take with all the steps that we have to take, mm-hmm. then it's only in our benefit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does that Absolutely. make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So it is the time. And that honestly, I have been, I'm the queen of having wasted the first five months of quarantine. Like I did. I did as little as possible. I flirted with depression. Oh. I actually had a couple of 
glasses of wine with depression. And uh, we decided that we were not going to engage in a long-term relationship again. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. um, so I totally get it. It is <laughs> so easy to be drained out of your mind yeah. in this time. However, and I'm already preparing for the next lockdown because I just, oh, no. right? Schools just started. Yeah. My girl had two days in school this week. She started on Thursday. So she went Thursday, Friday. Then she's going to go again on Monday and we'll see how long it lasts. <laughs> and now I have my plan for the next time that it goes on lockdown. I have a plan for her days and I'm going to get back in shape because I wasted five months of quarantine not exercising. Mm. Yeah. So I really think that it needs to, I, I heard you in, in your opening, you make your own luck. It can be a very intimidating concept. Yeah. Very, very intimidating concept. And I, I'm sure you've heard this, that luck is uh, opportunity meeting preparation, <laughs> right? Yeah. And all we have in our hands is the preparation side. Yep. Um, it can be, it can have many faces. <laughs> Being prepared can look in many different ways. And I think that when we lock into the idea of it has to be in a certain way, yeah. then we are setting ourselves up for, for um, not only potential failure, but definitely mm -hmm. disappointment. For sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, instead, sure. Of, instead of following what we think it should look like, mm -hmm. figure it out for you right now, mm -hmm. which has nothing to do with anybody else, what is it that you need to focus on? Is it your voice? Mm -hmm. Is it your body? Is it, um, is it the conflict in your head for pursuing this thing? Yeah. Is it not being in classes? What is it? What is it mm -hmm. that needs addressing? Right. And once you can figure out, then you can focus just on that and not trying to address the whole Mount Everest of yeah. your career, right? Uh -huh. You hit that nail because it really... Like when we, when we talk about acting, we, we talk about like being authentic, being real, but all those are really ethereal terms that don't really get quantified if we don't break them down into smaller bits that are attainable Absolutely. pieces. Absolutely. Yeah. So great point on actually just nailing down being, oh, one of the major things I learned from you was be specific with your emotion. Like being mad is not the same thing as being furious or being uh, resentment or resentful or anything like that. There's, mm -hmm. you know, be specific with your intention so that you can actually nail down one thing at the very least. And be specific with your words and be specific mm. with your thoughts, yeah, right? Yeah. So in, in, order to, in order to really choose what it is to focus on, uh, we do need to have that time with ourselves and conversations with ourselves where we can identify what it is that we need to address. Mm -hmm. And that can be very scary. No, that no doubt. Very scary. Yeah. So I just recommend people to be kind to themselves because we, we tend to be very hard on ourselves. <laughs> I, I, I know, I know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's always that internal monologue that's so much, more, mm -hmm. um, so much more heated and so much more abrasive than what other people are probably saying about you. you know? Always. Oh, yeah. we're the toughest. Oh, yeah. absolutely. We don't even know how much we are uh, valued and appreciated outside of our heads. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I wanted to ask you a bit about your preparation in terms of different projects that you've been on. Um, mm -hmm. So actually, one of my friends was a uh, production coordinator on The Rainbow Kid that you were on. That premiered oh at my TIFF. God, are you serious? Yeah, yeah. Michael Beaton, if, if that name rings a bell or anything like that. I think it does. 
Okay. But I don't know if I'm lying because I oh. wanted to. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. So I, I just want to know what like, um, you know, there's different expectations for every different project that you have, different expectations, different ways of preparation. Uh, there's bigger and smaller projects. Uh, how does your preparation change from, say, going on the Rainbow Kid versus Orphan Black, which is, I'm sure, a much bigger production? Hmm. Um. I think it's a very tricky trap to have the size of production or the size of name to dictate how you prepare for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a nerd. I, 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 I honestly truly prepare for every audition. I'm going to say 95% of auditions uh, pretty much the same way. Awesome. And then uh, once I get it, um, then I really... Uh, I really look into what it is that they want to do, that what mm-hmm. they want to achieve. Um, so, for example, uh, you compared you compared the Rainbow Kit to Orphan Black. Uh, the difficulties of those two productions were very, very different. Uh, but I didn't take Rainbow Kid as a smaller production because it was an indie film uh, compared to the massive um, world that Orphan Black is. Uh, and the pressure was different. So for mm-hmm. for uh, Rainbow Kid, and it is a beautiful film. Did you see mm-hmm. it? I have. I only saw the trailer so far. You have to. I will. To, uh, ask your friend to to lend it to you, sell it to you, give it to you, or it's a beautiful film. Will do. Yeah. Um, the uh, the tricky part with Rainbow Rainbow Kid was to cater the best I could to Dylan, the mm-hmm. star of the film. And, uh, and I had never worked with an actor with Down syndrome before. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and there was a lot of, of course, there was a lot of, te- of attention put on him because of what he needed in mm-hmm. order to get the scene done. Yep. Um, and I remember very clearly how um, the, he was getting very tired. Mm. And so his focus with, would wonder and uh, and I, then my focus, entire focus became him. So mm. how can I cater to him yeah. in order to make the scene, the scene the best it can be? Mm-hmm. It had nothing to do with my work. It had nothing to do with a preconceived notion. In that moment, my preparation helped me in order so that I couldn't, I, I didn't have to worry about my lines. I didn't have to worry about my wardrobe or absolutely anything else other than right. Dylan and so that I could be there for him, mm-hmm. period. Then in Orphan Black, mm-hmm. um, it was a director that I had already worked with. Oh, okay. So I had a little bit of the comfort of coming into a set where I knew some people and the yeah. director. Mm-hmm. Plus the pressure of being with such a humongous, humongous actor as yeah. Tatiana Maslany is. Uh-huh. Um, and, then, and then all the rest of the magnitude of that world, right? Yeah. And I remember that my focus became in that, uh, in that moment to really listen to the director. Not mm. only because I already trusted him and we had a report, but also... Because the technicalities of that show were so specific. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I remember uh, how they told me, okay, so you're going to work 
against Tatiana in this, in this take, mm -hmm. then she's going to go away and you're going to work against the tennis ball. Mm. Oh, for your eye line then. Yeah. Oh, wow. So she was not even going to be there. Oh, not even her stand in <laughs> because they were, the two of them were playing two other twins. Oh my God. Or, I mean, not twins, uh, clones. Uh, clones. clones yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Please <laughs> forgive me. Uh, two other clones. So <laughs> I had to interact with a tennis ball. And so my focus became, again, preparation helps you not to think about anything else <laughs> other than whatever it is that you're told on set and what yeah. you have to focus on set. And so all my focus became this tennis ball, which sounds ridiculous. <laughs> um, and I have to say that it was, oh, okay, I'm going to say it. F it. Maybe somebody will have something to say about it. But uh, I have to say that one of the most beautiful things was to being told after you are the best day player that has come in and engaged with that tennis ball as nice. if it was herself. Nice. And, uh, and that was very gratifying. And then, of mm -hmm. course, I mean, the perks of being on stage and having the conversations and all that stuff, which was not part of Rainbow Kid because... Mm -hmm it was very much focused around Dylan and what he needed yep. and moment to moment to moment. <laughs> Sorry, that was a very long winded answer to your question. No, no, that just, it really does show the different expectations that are needed on different productions too. I like, honestly think that nobody should have any expectations. You should be open. You should be prepared to the end of the day, like to the limit of your capability mm -hmm. and then have no expectations whatsoever and mm -hmm. just be open. Yeah. Yeah. That's a yeah. That that is an interesting. I think it's a very effective way of of approaching going on to a new set and like meeting with new directors, new mm -hmm. actors, new scripts and everything. Um in terms of like your experience and coaching new actors on how to approach these type of roles or these experiences, um what is the kind of way you like to frame it? that in class that kind of sets the expectation to not have an expectation. Oof. <laughs> yeah, oh, was that, wait, was that a, was that a big question? I, <laughs> it's massive. Oh, that was um, okay. I haven't taken an yeah. acting class, so maybe, I, maybe <laughs> I don't know. No. Uh, uh, well, I think that by the time that one of my students is going to be on set and looking for that kind of coaching, they're going to be talking to Lewis and not to me. Um, but, um, because I, I get, I mean, I teach one of the acting for beginners classes and then I have, I have students that stay with me for longer and we, and we coach for specific auditions and so on and so okay. forth. Um, I can give them only the basics in terms of concept. It is mm -hmm. then very different to put it into practice. Right? right. And I think it starts with how we face each audition. If, uh, and I was just saying this this morning, which is, which is interesting. Um, the, we have a very love hate relationship with auditions. Um, mm -hmm. it's so funny to me that we all complain about not having enough auditions. And then the same people are complaining about the stress of having the auditions. And it's <laughs> yeah. like, which one is it people? Like, do you want them? or do you not want them? Yeah. And, um, and I do, I, I have experienced myself a very deep shift in, in my own um, 
in my own relationship with my career since I decided and I actually followed Louis's advice because he had been telling me as well as everybody else for years mm-hmm. that the best way to go about your audition is if you think of it as an opportunity to play as opposed to a job opportunity. If you mm-hmm. go in with the mentality of this might be my next gig, I <laughs> think you're setting yourself up for losing. <laughs> right. It's true. Um, something that I told my, my agent uh, a couple of years ago, I told him if, uh, and this is a realization that I came to as I started producing. So after I held my first uh, casting call, I realized firsthand, not just in theory, by hearsay, <laughs> I realized how much comes into play in order for somebody to get that part. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I told my agent, uh, whom uh, we're very close friends, well, very, we're very good friends. And I said, honestly, if everybody would get the fact that 85% of the time that you don't get a part, it has nothing to do with you. But 85% of the time that you get a part has nothing to do with you. (laughs) We would be all so much happier. And he said, honestly, can you please talk to every single one of my clients? Mm -hmm. Because we would all have a much happier life. Um, So what I say to students that are willing to hear and they pay to hear me so they don't have no choice um, (laughs) is uh, we work for free. So we are auditioners and we don't get paid for a job. And then we get paid vacations to go on set. Oh. So if you can prepare for an audition, like that is your job. (laughs) But at the same time, you're not being paid for it. So nobody loses if you F it up. (laughs) You can just have fun and really put yourself in there, in that room at that time and being right there, right then. You only win by having had another opportunity to play. (laughs) Because Mm. this is what acting is. Yeah. We play. And then if we're lucky enough, we'll get the paid vacation to go and sit. Nice. That's a good, I think that's a great. You like it? Yeah. Great metaphor for not only that, but just like, I guess the idea of making it. Cause like, you're, you're, you're then going for making it as in paid vacation. Absolutely. It's a paid vacation. Yeah. Yeah. And then the pressure is off. (laughs) Or at least a little bit, a little bit of the pressure is off. Yeah. yeah. I remember just one time watching a Lewis live stream and he said, you know, just when you're going to audition in for a part, um, the expectation of course is always, Oh man, I, I want to get this part. I want to get this payday and everything. But he, he said one thing that really inspired me. He just said the character that you're playing, they don't want the part. They don't want the job. Yeah. yeah. They're, yeah. they're just being themselves. Yeah. So hmm. just be the character because the character doesn't even want the job. No, they don't, they don't care what it is that you're doing. They want what they want. Exactly. Absolutely. And another thing that I add to that um, is if you are there for the other person, okay. <laughs> then you obsess a little bit less about how nervous you are. Huh. Don't be, don't be there for you. <laughs> be there for the other person in the scene. What are you doing to them? What are uh-huh. you trying to get from them? What are you trying to do to them? And so if your focus is the other person, all of a sudden you're not so, so self-centered. Yeah. Mm. And you can really cater to that moment uh, as opposed to be, I'm nervous. I want the job. Me, 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 me. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's not all just about you showcasing and, and flailing your, your coattails. Not at, yeah. not at all. 
No. And that also uh, takes, again, takes away a little tiny bit of the pressure. And if I can share another uh, Lewis's bumper sticker, I call them bumper stickers. He knows this. So I'm not speaking. I'm not talking behind his back. Uh, my favorite one, and Lucas, you will remember this, <laughs> is think as a human, don't think as an actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't think as an actor. Think <laughs> as a person. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. is a human moment. So what is that person going after? <laughs> what is that person thinking? What is that person feeling? Then you get something that is really compelling to watch. Yeah. That's Great. beautiful. Great advice. Awesome. Yeah. Let's let's cap it off here and go into word association. Oh my god, I could go on for hours with yeah. you guys. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, this is I feel like we could go for a long time as Yay. well. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you have a second season. Oh, second season. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, hopefully hopefully we'll get picked up in the sense that more people watch us. So that's Yes. Yes. That's, that's the goal. Um Let's go but, for that. Yeah. Um yeah, to cap it off, let's do our word association game. Okay. Um so basically, oh, Lucas? Oh, no, no, sorry. I just want to say if you want to go first. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll go first. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he so was already going first, Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so at the end of the podcast, we do this nice little uh, palate cleanser uh, word association okay. game with all of our okay. guests. Okay. It's kind of a, a secret. You took a sip. Should I take a sip? Okay. All yeah. Right. Cheers, oh. Michelle. Mm. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Just oh, so everybody cheers. knows, I don't know what time you're going to be watching this at, but it's six o'clock <laughs> in the afternoon. So this is not a morning wine. It's an evening wine. Okay. All right. Great. I feel like for the last seven months, it's been six o'clock, 24 hours a day. Thank so everybody's, everybody's free range. There's no. Thank you for saying that. I sound like a raging alcoholic when I say it. I appreciate you. Yes. Okay, great. Uh, we're all in this. We're all in this year. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'll have 10 words. Lucas will have 10 words. And then just clear your mind and whatever comes to your mind. Uh, I don't have to remember them, do I? No. no okay, okay. Immediate. Yeah, it's just a, a visceral okay. reaction. Could oh, be shit. like a okay. could, could be a word, could be an image, a thought, or or okay. whatever. But um, okay, so I'll start. Clear your mind. First word. Family. My daughter. Pineapple. Oh, anytime. Nice. Rain. With thick socks and a good sweater. Mm. Nice. Alone. By choice. Motivation. Whew, slippery. Kumquat. Is it sour? I actually don't know. I think it is. <laughs> Mountain. Cold. Tightrope. Balance. Satisfied. Chocolate. Mm -hmm. And ending. Beginning. Mm -hmm. Oh, I have a single tear wanting to come out. <laughs> <laughs> Got right in, right in the, right into those emotions. Yes, but, you did. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> okay. Okay, you ready Thank for the you. next ten? Uh, oh, I swore twice now. Okay, yes. <laughs> okay, let us swear. We all swear. <laughs> Zen space. No. Okay, good. Good. Okay, sip. Hold on a second. Sip. Oh, nice. I need to palate cleanse too. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. All right. Cheers. All right. 
Cheers. Okay, first word of ten. <clears throat> Honesty. A must. Human. Fun. Current. Right now. Courage. Indispensable. Believe. <laughs> That's also slippery. Uh, behave. Oh, wide range. Hmm. Fight. Undesirable. Forgive. Necessary. Hmm. Muscle. Work it. And last one, Michelle. <laughs> Me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there it is. Awesome. Give it up for Michelle Arvizu. Oh, my God, guys. You're amazing. This uh -huh. has been so fun. Can you uh -huh. please do another episode? I, I just... Can we do this weekly? Oh, I don't know. Oh, God. <laughs> yes, we'll definitely have you on again. Thank you so much for coming on. For sure. This is amazing. Thank you. Awesome, Thank awesome. You. This is a real gift. Uh, uh, where can people find you? What are your social media handles? Uh, my, what is my social media handle? <laughs> uh, on Instagram, I am... Hold on a second. I'm checking... Uh, M-I-C-H underscore A-D. Cool, cool, A -D awesome. A-D are my uh, last name initials. So yeah, M-I-C-H underscore A-D. Uh, full name on Facebook, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Awesome. <laughs> Anything you want to plug? Any projects that are upcoming? Oh my God. Well, Mrs. America, aren't we all in Mrs. America? <laughs> yeah, true, 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 true. Uh, it's so funny because I auditioned for Mrs. America at least three times. And, uh, and the, the producers and one of the, and one of the writers, uh, contacted my, my, uh, my agent saying, we don't know what to do with Michelle, but we want her on the show. Wow. <laughs> so, um, so I got a very tiny wee part, but it was amazing to be on that set and, uh, and to work with, uh, Sarah Paulson directly. Mm -hmm. Um, we have just a, a very beautiful eye lock. Uh, we didn't talk, but uh, what I am saying kind of impacts her. Mm -hmm. And um, and then we had some time in the green room, uh, which was also really, really great, even though they were extremely tired. By the time that I got on, it was very much at the end of, uh, of the run. And so, um, you know, you also have to be mindful of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, because it was my day on set for me, but for them, it was like, the end of weeks and weeks and weeks of whatever they were dealing with. So yeah. the people were tired. Um, beautiful set, though. I, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, what else is coming up? Uh, commercials. A couple of commercials that I did last year, but I don't even know if they're showing in Canada. And I have to say, I always say this to my, my students. Don't hmm. ever snob a commercial. Don't ever snob a commercial <laughs> audition. No. They can pay for your house. Like, honestly. Oh. Huh. Um, I know. It's true. So, Right? It's, yeah. uh, and it is, again, another opportunity to play. Uh -huh. um, 
I will always give, uh, um, I will always talk about this movie. I have told you, Lucas, about it. Uh, mm -hmm. I know it's been a few years now uh, since we did it, and it's been in a, in, has done amazingly in a few, in a few festivals around the, around the world. Mm. And I'm so proud of it. And it's called Kidnap Capital. Mm. And it is, it is honestly, I, I don't think that it has had the distribution that it deserves. It is a very real situation for a lot of people in the south of uh, mm. the United States. Um, mm -hmm. it, is, it is a beautiful project. The director, uh, Felipe Rodriguez, deserves all the freaking accolades that he could possibly wow. have. And, and the director of photography, uh, who now works on Titans. He is phenomenal. Cool. Oh. Um, his name is Boris, and I can't remember his last name, and please forgive me, <laughs> Boris. Uh, but he's a genius. So... Uh -huh. Um, even though it is uh, five years old, which in film years is like dog years, it's like <laughs> right. know, a teenager, um, I think it's unfortunately uh, truly relevant still. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and it is a, it's a story too that is worth watching and, um, and get out there. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Nice. Yeah. Everyone catch Michelle on Mrs. America and yeah. Kidnap Capital there and a few commercials. So thanks for showing up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, guys. Awesome. Thank uh, you. What, what are your handles, Josh? Oh, uh, quickly. Uh, at Josh Yang Comedy across everything. And uh, across of course, everything. across everything. I tried to keep it uh, consistent. Mm -hmm. And um, of course, you know, if you're having trouble sleeping at night, I do have the Sleep with Josh podcast. So you could take what? a look at that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's basically. Why did I not know that? Yeah. Yeah, you, you know it now. Now uh, I know it. Okay. It's, yeah, it's basically me and my monotone voice, and I make jokes about it, and I read really bland, uh, boring stuff like dictionaries and laws and terms. Of I service. love that. I love that. I I might finally get to sleep, Josh. Oh my god. Okay. You may not, so. Yeah, it might help you sleep. It might help yes, you sleep. So uh, that's always incredibly inappropriate. But then I can talk about my nights with Josh. Yeah. Okay. Tell, All right. Hey, in my podcast, I tell everybody <laughs> to tell as many people as possible that they sleep with Josh. So that's the whole. Beautiful. That's the whole tag. Um, but yeah, that's it. Uh, Lucas, what are your handles? <laughs> <laughs> uh, everyone can find me across social media on Lucas John Ng and uh, click like and subscribe to uh, this podcast at HWMIY Podcast. Do that. Do that, everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Perfect. Great. Uh -huh. Okay. See you all next week. Thank you Thank so much. You. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 